This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Great to see you again. How are you at reading the ruffles? I was watching the the lake from a distance. Do you know when the, it's windy and the wind kind of lands on the water and you can skims across the, the surface? You get these amazing patterns and you can see the effect of the wind sort of on the surface of the water. The other day we had no wind at all. And it was like a mill pond, literally, really, really. The, the, the reflections were incredible. Bright sun. It was picking up the, the trees, reflected the, the grass and the, the greens and the yellows and the, just reflecting off the surface of the lake. Were absolutely stunning. Really, really amazing. And today there was something going on. There was a bit of ruffle going on on the surface of the water. The wind was coming from the north. Um, actually, today the wind has been coming from the north, but it has been remarkably warm considering that. So it was just a slight ruffling of the surface. Alpacas. Sometimes when we go down to be with the alpacas, um, you arrive in the middle of something. Something that you're totally unaware of, but you arrive in the middle of it. It could be to do with the wind. It could be that they're a bit flighty and a bit... Whoa, excited or excitable because of the wind. They get all excited. Children and dogs, they tell me. I know for the dogs, I'm not so sure about children at school. They get really excited when it's windy. It's a different kind of dynamic going on. It can be like with the alpacas as well. They they get stirred up by the wind, I think. Or you could have arrived in the middle of a spat. I remember the first time I saw an alpaca with its lip dropped. Now, it was while we were considering buying some, and I'd already chosen this particular one. She looked great. And then she turned her head, and I noticed it had this drooped lip. I thought, oh, no, we don't want one with a drooped lip like that. That doesn't look quite right. And I hadn't realized. In fact, usually there's a pair of them. You see drooped lips on two animals, and you know they've been having a little bit of disagreement, and they've been spitting at each other. And it, I think it tastes disgusting, so they... Anyway, the the droop of the lip is very pronounced. So you can sometimes see that. I arrived back from a a trip. I've been actually to to my niece's wedding and I'd been away and it was August. And it wasn't, there was a little bit of concern, but because it was Korea birthing time and we were on Korea watch duty, but it was a bit of a gap between, it should have been okay, but it wasn't. And one arrived while I wasn't there. So poor old Sue had to deal with it all. And there were some difficulties. Anyway, I went to check on the mum and the baby and they were in the field. Uh, I'd seen, driven up the road and up to up the drive up to the house. And I'd seen them in the field right next to the, to the, the drive there. And so I went to find them and I came and Saren. Saren was the mum. She is a delight. She is very laid back. She is very calm. She is everybody's, you know, she's just everybody's friend and no difficulty normally at all. Give her a baby and she's a nightmare. Oh, she was so protective. (laughs) 
she was really in your face, literally. She she had vanished towards me. I was coming to see the baby. She knew I was focusing on her baby and she needed to protect. So she advanced um, towards me, not to give me a greeting, but to give me a faceful of spit. She she really offloaded a faceful of spit. And I had this lovely white shirt on from the wedding. Travelled back, just driven down uh, back. And so this lovely white shirt on, which was covered. My face was covered. It was all over my glasses. The smell, it just, I can't see anything now. It's all green. So I kind of cleaned them off as best I could. And they tried to have them. But, but she'd advanced so much. She was concentrating on me. And the baby was between us. And she'd actually be standing. <laughs> she was still on the poor old baby in the middle of all this. So I was trying to push her back off the baby. And anyway, so I retreated a bit. And we we we, we got to check out the baby without getting another uh, terrible <laughs> spitting. But I didn't read it quite. I knew what she was like. And she wasn't like that and hadn't taken account of the fact things were different with the baby of the year and she was ruffled on the surface if i'd picked up the messages i could have noticed that and i i, I just was in a hurry to check the baby <laughs> i got caught on the wrong side of a mouthful of spit there we go so i'd like today i'd like to help you learn to speak alpaca well, that's probably not quite true. What I'd like to do is to help you hear alpaca rather than speak it. Because, well, we'll, we'll, we'll understand in a minute. So, regularly, I'm saying it's good for you to go and to spend some time with your alpacas. Now, why is that? Well, one, because it's magical. It's just such an amazing experience to be around alpacas. They are quite, quite different to most animals I've ever met. So spending some time with them is really, really good for you. They're very calming to be around, to, to be next to, to observe, just to be in the presence of alpacas is very calming. So it's great. Personal benefit. Uh, it's also good for you to learn to understand your animals and to understand how to interact with them in a way and to pick up on these ruffles on the surface that you can sometimes see. So the thing to focus on today, if you can go down and spend some time with the alpacas, just go down and then, then concentrate on the head. Okay, now you've got to do this in a way that is very nonchalant. You're not intensely <laughs> getting too close, intensely staring at them in a way that winds them up to the point where they're going to spit at you because you don't want that. So you've got to be a bit more nonchalant about it. You know, you're kind of looking at them, but they're not so like you're about to step in and do something to them, but you're just watching. So you're watching the head. As you look at the head, what's going on? Where is the head in relation to the body? I mean, obviously it's on the end of the neck. I know, I know. But where is it? Where are they facing? Which direction are they facing? Which direction are they turning their head in relation to the body? Have they got their head turned so they can be watching what's going on behind? Are they facing away from you, body-wise, but actually turning their head so they can see you with the side of their head? Because the eyes are on the side of the head, then they can see. It's just a little turn and they can see a long way, almost all the way around. And they regularly... So if you watch them for a while, what are they doing with their head? What's going on there? How are they turning? How are they watching? And what are they watching? 
So you're going to be interrupting things. You're the observer, but actually you're going to influence what's going on here. Just to be aware of that. So you're not you're not going to be invisible, <laughs> however much you'd like to think you are. So there will be some things that will happen because you are there. So not too close, but close enough. And then you can just watch, see what's going on. So the eyes, where are they looking? What are they responding to? What are they actually seeing? The main thing, though, I wanted to talk about was the ears. What's going on with the ears? Where are they? Okay, they're on the top of the head. Yes, I know, I know that bit. But they're described as spade-like. They're straight and spade-like. And they they stand up. Sometimes they're a little bit leaning forward. Sometimes they're more upright. Sometimes they're coming back. Sometimes they're way back and they're kind of almost flat on the back of the head, down towards the neck. So all of these things are indicators, signifiers of something that's going on with the alpacas, with their emotional state, with their level of stress. So keep an eye on the ears and what they're doing. When they're interacting with each other, what's going on? Watch the ears. Other animals, close, coming up to the side, to the, to, the, to the rear, what's happening with the ears? I often notice there's a reaction that comes when I talk to the alpacas. What happens to the ears? Sometimes it's ears up and, and alert and towards you. Sometimes they were doing that and then you talk to them and the ears go back. And this is the submission, ready to run, ready to fight <laughs> or spit. So keep an eye on what's happening with the ears watching you with their eyes, but also watching you with their ears. And you do know that they're always watching you. You, you. Have you seen that? Have you noticed? They're always watching you. They're always aware of you. So give a bit of time, let things settle down. You're always going to be interrupting <laughs> the field of interactions around them, but in a less extreme way. So they, they will be affected by you being there, but not too much. So you'll be able to watch these things. So watch the head, watch the eyes, and watch the ears. What's the typical thing? Okay, the typical thing is when they're at alert, so if there was a dog there, the ears would be up facing forward. If you come towards them, often they will look at you the ears will be up and slightly forward. If they feel a little bit threatened, the ear angle changes. If they're feeling more threatened, the ears will go back. Now, this is typical. There are exceptions. So we have one, Nona, and she's, she's always just seems a little bit worried. Her ears are always back. And her offspring, they always look a bit worried because their ears are always down and back, uh, ever such a lot. And they're not actually that anxious. The rest of the behavior doesn't fit with that. But what the ears are doing, so that's something genetic that's been passed on. And it's interesting. There's a, a thing going on here. It, this is a signal, a signal for the other alpacas around there. I mean, it's not just what's going on and they need to put their ears down to protect themselves or, or whatever. There's going to be some of that. But the ear position is an indicator for, it's like a flag, for the other alpacas around and they pick up on that and they're interacting with each other so this is this is an alpaca ears up facing each other ears up ears up 
there's an aggressive thing going on here. The boys are like that when they have a little standoff and the ears are up and they're facing each other. One that says, no, 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 don't be. Ears go back. They tend to turn away. Sometimes they will stand near. They'll turn their head away because the so the back of the head is towards the other back. And you sometimes see the grease spit on the neck and uh, on the back of the head or whatever. But this is more of a submission thing. So they're, they're not too far away. They're not running away. They just turn away. <laughs> they sometimes look like they're bracing themselves, ready to be spat at. But they're not. They're going to stand their ground. But they're not going to fight. It's an interesting fine line there. So the ears typically will be up and forward as an alert. They start to come back and then down the angle. And there will be things that you'll notice with the rest of the behavior. Watch what's happening with the ears and the rest and how things are going around them. So that's a little step towards being able to speak or able to understand what the alpacas are speaking. I hope that's helpful, and I hope it gives you a good excuse to go spend some time with your alpacas. As I said, it was a windy day today. The uh, it was it was noisy. Uh, we had four Canada geese come in, and they seemed to think it was their lake. And every time they saw me, as I was moving food around or just around in the valley, they, they decided they were going to object, and they honking away, warning the world that there was a threat, and it was me. <laughs> They are delightful. And uh, yeah, so leaves blowing in the wind. That was amazing. Uh, in the sun as well, they were lifting. There were lots of small ones. They're just kind of drifting and being carried around. It was almost like birds flying. Oh, was that a butterfly? No, no. It was just leaves blowing in the wind. Beautiful. So I love this time while we still got some warmth and we still got some leaves around. The colours are stunning. We haven't had any frost, so they haven't dropped yet, but they're just starting to release them and they're being blown around by the wind. Uh, nice. Enjoyed that. Good day. So if you can, go spend some time with your alpacas. Watch their ears, watch their eyes, watch the head and see what you hear. Read the ruffles if you can. Okay, take care. See you again soon. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. <laughs>